What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. We're talking about Blondie on Weekend Mornings with me, Jason Dacey, alongside Neil Humphreys, who's a big uh, music fan as, long, as, as well as writing books and uh, writing columns about different things. Blondie's very special to you, aren't they? Brilliant. Firstly, I'm going to ask you a question. Yep. The answer to this for me is yes. Did you have a crush on Debbie Harry? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I also thought her name was Blondie. I think a lot of kids, when they were growing up, didn't know that the band was called Blondie. They thought that the... Singer was Blondie. Yeah. Of course, it's Debbie Harry, Deborah Harry. But uh, yeah, we all had crushes on her, even though her hair was very badly dyed. Remember, you always shocking. saw the, the, the black uh, Always saw patches. the black roots. Yeah, yeah, shocking. And now I look at her, and she's still a very attractive woman, but I realise she's older than my mother. And then it becomes <laughs> disturbing, because I think of her as she was, uh, you know, in a, in a heyday. What a song that is, by the way, The Tide Is High. The interesting thing about Blondie is they were the first American band who, were, who really cracked the UK of that new wave period, sort of post-punk, early new wave. And the thing about Blondie is they were bigger in the UK than they were in the US. They were big in the US, mm. but they were, they were a phenomenon in the UK. They were huge, weren't they? From about sort of late 70s, about five, six-year period, 77, 78, to about 81, 82 when they split up. They were arguably the biggest band. Every song they had was a hit. Every album they had was a hit. And it just wasn't the same in the US. And they cracked Australia... Right, that was the first success they had. I must tell you this because it was a cock-up. Right? Really, what happened? What happened was there was this very famous TV host in Australia called Molly Meldrum. Yes, he hosted was, Countdown, which was a Sunday night show for kids and and music lovers to hear all the latest music. A bit like Top of the Pops. Top of the Pops, a pop show for kids. Yeah, like what you have now on MTV for you youngsters. <laughs> and yeah, so he had he had the number one show in Australia, mm. and they were supposed to play a song called Ex Offender, which was their single, but. Molly Meldrum got it the wrong way round and played the B-side, right? A song called In the Flesh. That became a huge hit in Australia. That's a great Their song. Their first big hit in the world because the host played the wrong song. Isn't that incredible? And what was e- the B-side? It's the B-side. And even to this day, because they did a documentary about Blondie, they acknowledged that their first international hit that made them famous in Australia, then the UK, then the rest of the world, was because a guy called Molly Meldrum cocked it up and played the wrong record. I mean, how could In the Flesh not be the single? <laughs> it's such well, a great song. Well, latterly, Blondie have sheepishly admitted that they give credit to this Molly Meldrum, mm. this famous host in Australia, because they think he did it deliberately. Ah. He knew his Australian audience better than they did. Mm-hmm. And if I've got it right, it's a bit of a rock ballad kind of song. Yes. And we all know, right? Aussies love their soft rock <laughs> ballads. So he yes. figured that this would be a bigger song in Australia. Than, so he knew better than Blondie about their own song. Wow. Played it, big hit, international success. Well, for people who aren't that familiar with them, they had a lot of uh, singles that were big hits like Heart of Glass, Call Me, Rapture, The Tide of High, Tide is High, which you've just heard. Atomic. Atomic. Uh, you know, they were... I guess, kind of coming out of the punk new wave era, mm. female lead singer. Which uh, was un- was very unusual very at that unusual, time. Very unusual, wasn't mm. it? Uh, and very tight, uh, you know, guitar-based band. Yep. Uh, could play ballads. Uh, but they had a bit of attitude, didn't they, coming from New York? They did. And I think it's it's important to realise that, as you mentioned there, it was also the height of the feminism was taken off. The Jermaine Greer movement, mm, if you like, was yep. really reaching its peak in the punk era. So it wasn't just about men with uh, safety pins in their nose. It was also about women <laughs> yeah. fighting back, you know, uh, looking for equality in all sorts of ways, workplace, uh, not the least of which. And then you had a female unapologetically 
outspoken, confident, uh, vivacious, attractive, and just was out there front and center in a, in a period that was dominated by men. Let's get it right. And I think also that's why you saw in the 90s the so-called Britpop phenomenon, also very popular in, in, in the world, particularly in Singapore, likes of Oasis and Blur and all these bands. Mm. They had a revival. Blondie had a massive comeback in the UK and the rest of the world in the mid-90s because you had movies like Trainspotting, ah, yes. seminal movies, yep. definitive movies of the period. And what song did they use? They used a version of Atomic. Mm. And that brought that songs like Atomic. And they're so funky and fast and quick. As you mentioned there, they've got that, that three-chord fast pumping bass guitar, drums, three minutes, really tight mm -hmm, rhythm section mm -hmm. songs. It gets you in the first 10 seconds. If you hear a song like Call, uh, Call Me... Oh, Denis, Denis. Uh, yeah, because Jason <laughs> likes Denis, Denis. But those first 10 seconds, yeah. it's usually very quick on the drums. Yeah. The, the bass kicks in. And yep. I can't stand, Jason, I can't stand songs, certain 70s long hair bands that I'm not going to mention because they're very popular in Singapore, where they take four hours to get to the point, you know? 15-hour <laughs> guitar solos. Yeah, long Look, intros. We're all, we're all on a stairway <laughs> to heaven, but I don't want to take a week to get there. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> I'm not saying the band yep. but you know Blondie three minutes in and out fast quick pumping love it love mm. it love it love it and that's why to this day they're a staple on radio stations like Money FM and everywhere around the world yeah and Debbie Harry can you believe it you said she's older than your uh, mother yes 72 years of age you're kidding yeah 72 years of age and I've actually uh, I flew recently on Singapore Airlines and there's a great podcast that she does an interview someone interviews her about her life yes. and she's extremely reflective and very engaging, got that New York accent. Yes. Uh, and actually, I have a friend uh, whose uh, daughter is a singer called Montaigne from Australia. He was an ex-professional footballer here in Singapore and Malaysia. His name's Gus Serro, played for Pahang oh, yes, yes, yes. against Singapore in the old mm. days of the Malaysia Cup. Mm. His daughter is Montaigne, and she played with um, Debbie Harry recently, and, and as well as um, Cindy Lauper. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, so she's still performing. That was at a, at a concert in Australia, so... Incredible that um, Debbie Harry's going strong, but as we've spoken about in previous weeks, the Rolling Stones are all in their mid-70s. Paul McCartney's 75 uh, this month, and now Debbie Harry's up there as well. Well, she makes a very good point there, Jason. Firstly, I am emotionally traumatised now that Debbie Harry is 72. I had no <laughs> idea she was that old. I still fancy her. I still think she's attractive. That's the first thing. The second thing is... She gets a bit of a bad press for that. You know, oh, she looks like this or she looks like mm. that. She doesn't look like... Well, of course she doesn't. She's 72. But there you've got, uh, you know, what's his name? Mick Jagger, mm. who, let's face it, looks like, I don't know, uh, chestnuts put inside a sock, <laughs> right? And we picture that image and that's pretty much Keith Richards' face. But no one gives him a hard time. It's yeah. like, oh, he's, a, he's an ageing yeah. rocker. He's had a fantastic life. There's Blondie, Debbie Harry, still looks great. She's 72, and she still gets a bit of a bad time for how she looks, you know. I mean, that's, that's, that's an unwanted sexism, I think, in the pop industry. She looks great. She still sounds great. And she's part of one of the greatest bands of the last 40 years. You think that... I do, actually, yeah, because I think, look, a lot of bands from that period, current period, they have one or two hits, they fade away, they might have one good album. You said it yourself, right? This is off the top of my head without even thinking. The tide is high, we just played. Call Me, Atomic, Denis, Hanging on the Telephone, uh, Rapture. You've got at least seven or eight upwards, double figures of great singles. So firstly, they were a great singles band. But they also had a, they were a great album band. They had four or five really good albums. I think Parallel Lines is the one that stands yeah, yeah, out to me. Yeah, that's the one that was really popular. Yeah, but there were others with it. The Best of Blondie continues, greatest hits, continues to sell well, even to this day, on all of the digital platforms, including Singapore. Um, 
it's just a great band, great singles band, great album band, great attitude. And how do you tell a good band? It's influence. I mentioned the 90s there, the Trainspotting revival. My daughter knows every single word to one way or another because One Direction <laughs> did a cover of it a couple of years ago, a charity single for Comic Relief. Because, again, it's a funky song. It's got the good drums. Mm. It's got the good guitars. You know, One Direction, they were the biggest band in the world for five minutes. They can pick any song in the world they want to cover. They need a song that's going to be catchy for kids and one that sells. So who do they pick? They pick the master. They pick Blondie. Yeah, from like the 1970s and early 80s. Uh, Neil Humphreys talking about Blondie, who sold 40 million records worldwide. And their 11th studio album, Pollinator, was released on May the 5th, 2017. Let's hope Debbie, Harry and Blondie will continue forever.